Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Okay, Trey, how many, George, how many more from Georgia can Arkansas get? That's what we need to know. How many more? Exactly. Did we say yesterday, as frustrated as we can, you know, be with the transfer portal and stuff, it it can be a really good thing for Arkansas? Yes. Yes, you did? Yes, that's right. So how many more from Georgia are out there? I thought Any idea? (laughs) How many more are out there? I'm not sure. I know that there are a few more. Sign every one of them. That's a great first one. (laughs) Well, there were a lot of schools in the mix for Jaheim Singletary. I'd caught wind about it um, a little bit earlier today before the press conference, and so I just asked Sam Pittman about it, if he could comment on Jaheim Singletary just to kind of get a confirmation on it. And, uh, of course, he was able to speak on him because he had indeed signed, as I had expected, uh, suspected, I should say. And uh, so I had everything loaded in the chamber, ready to go. I had a story written, just needed to hit publish. And so right when he said it, I, I, I hit publish on that and tweeted it out, text alert, sent a newsletter, put it on Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, spread the good news. Uh, Singletary, he was the number 27 ranked overall prospect in the country in the class of 2022. Wow. I don't know if you guys have discussed this whole much. I'm sure you've no. discussed it a little. Uh, but he was a former five-star prospect, played three games at Georgia last year, was able to hold on to his red shirt. He's got four years of eligibility yeah. left. Yeah. Wow. Uh, good-looking corner who, I mean, fits the mold. <laughs> he's tall, he's rangy, he's fast. Um, he was really productive in high school, very highly coveted. I mean, he's a guy that chose Georgia over, you know, everybody, USC, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, everybody. So um, a really big addition. And, just further work that uh, Marcus Woodson, Deron Wilson uh, are doing in Arkansas secondary. I mean, they're they're off to a really great start. You consider the guys that have exited the program in the secondary, a secondary that gave up more passing yards than any other team in the country. And you look at, you know, who has exited since then. I mean, you lost a ton of guys who were backups and reserves. And, I mean, let's just be honest, couldn't start over a – you know, converted wide receiver uh, who converted the last six games couldn't start over a secondary that gave up that many yards. You lost a ton of guys in that g- regard. You lost Simeon Blair, who was a starter. Uh, Miles Slusher, that one stung a little bit, losing him to Colorado. Um, let's see, who else did you lose? Slusher. Oh, we lost uh, Jalen Catalan, who's really only played in one game in the last 20 for Arkansas. So those are the guys on the way out. And then coming in, you got Al Walcott, who – was second uh, for Baylor in tackles last season, uh, led him in tackles for loss, which is pretty rare for a safety to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a, is a transfer four star, re ranked four star. Uh, Lorando Johnson, who was a high school four star recruit, who started for Baylor last year. Also, those two guys were part of a secondary that was number two in the Big Twelve in pass defense last year. Uh, so you got those guys coming in. Um, you have Jaheim Singletary coming in now, uh, who was obviously a five-star recruit. Uh, and by the way, the top recruit in the class of 2023, Jalen Braxton, also is a cornerback. Uh, so that's a pretty significant overhaul 
I mean, when you consider two new secondary coaches, all those additions, six total deep backs that they signed out of the high school ranks, I think all but Christian Ford are, are enrolled out of that group too um, and going through spring. And, you know, even on top of that, they've got a new strength and conditioning staff, a new nutrition staff to uh, to work with them in the off season. So um, a, almost a complete overhaul. And really, you know, of those yards that were given up by Arkansas last year, uh, you know, Dwight McLaughlin was second in the SEC in interceptions. It wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, Quincy McAdoo came on. He moved over six games in. The last four games started for him. I thought played pretty well in those four games. Uh, so, you know, to me, like, what are the issues with Arkansas secondary? Yeah, they could use some more bodies at, at cornerback, obviously, and they've got that. But, um, man, safety and nickel was just, just not very good last year, and they've really – Really revamp things, and you know they have a they have guys coming back. Obviously, Jaden Johnson's back, uh, Hudson Clark is back, uh, Malik Chavis is back, Chavis is back. I always say his name wrong. Malik Chavis is back. So um, you know a lot of you know some guys coming back, but it's still safety. They need to they need to do some work still on the transfer portal, even with the addition of Walcott. Does Paul Georgia Marcus have any safeties quit. in there? <laughs> I'm not hey, sure. But, you know, more from Georgia. Hey, call Marcus yeah. Elliott quick and say the defense should be better next year. And and, get, and now we have reason to believe that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think Trey is being conservative at this point. Oh, my gosh. Trey's balking. Oh, yeah. no. Well, I'm not, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but on paper okay. it, it certainly looks a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good. All right, uh, Mac wants to know, uh, Trey, will there be any open scrimmages? Also, how many offensive linemen are available for spring practice? I think they've got 14 available. Let's see. Not sure if that now Luke Jones is um, Luke Jones. Not Luke Jones. No, he left. He's finished. Luke. Right? Yeah, the freshman, Luke. I'm just Okay, here's what I've got as offensive lineman, All right, Trey, good. just to help you out if need be. Uh, Andrew Chambly, Terry Wells, Luke Brown, Brady Luke Brown. Latham. Luke Brown is he? He had a knee issue, so he's uh, it's not an ACL or anything, but he he will he will be limited. That's who I meant, Luke Brown. Um, so. Um, yeah, I mean, you can continue on with that list, but they have 14 total scholarship offensive linemen. I know that. Uh, Luke Brown won't be available uh, this spring. So, um, you know, they still could probably pull a guy here or there, you know, pull a guy out of the transfer uh, from the transfer portal. You'd like to be uh, 16. I always use the three deep plus one formula. I don't know if that's an official. I, I think I – I just made that up in my head, but it seems like pretty consistent about what coaches try to do. You have a three deep at every spot plus, you know, an extra guy that would put you at 16 offensive linemen. Um, so as far as open scrimmages, they'll they'll scrimmage twice. And I don't know. Now that'll be after spring break, so it's a, it's a while off. Uh, but I don't know if any of those will be open before the – uh, the red-white game on April 15th, and I think that's at noon. I won't go through the rest of the offensive line unless you'd like me to, uh, since you've identified who you were talking about. So if you'd like me to, I will. But if you doesn't matter, good. we'll move on. 
I'm good. Just couldn't remember the last name for okay. some reason. Uh, this is from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Dylan says, Trey, who is your big impact players for next year, offensively and defensively? Impact. So impact. a new guy that didn't do much of anything last year. That's what I would consider an impact. Not necessarily a new guy, but a guy that is new to making plays. Uh you know, Tyrus Washington, I could see really helping them a lot at tight end. I think he's, you know, kind of the best marriage of uh, experience, even though he's only been on campus one year and uh, and having played some. You know, he made a nice grab against Kansas in the in the Liberty Bowl. He looks so he like might a baller. be a guy that – what's that? He looks like a baller. Yeah, he, he's a good-looking kid. I can remember this time last year when I was walking around spring football and I was thinking, man, who is number eight? Oh, yeah, Tyrus Washington, good-looking mm-hmm. kid. Um, so, you know, he could be a guy that could could step up and help him. I don't know if I would say, like, impact. Like, to me, impact is like catching 50 passes or something. Uh, so probably one of those wide receiver additions, Isaac Tesla, Tyrone Broden, Andrew Armstrong, one if not all of those guys. Uh, Sam Pittman talked about Jaden Wilson also, who's uh, he'll be a third-year guy at wide receiver who did some good things. Um, you know, towards the end of the year last year. But I would say probably on offense, I would say one of those three wide receivers, it's hard for me to say specifically on all of them. I mean, they've combined for like 2,000 receiving yards or uh, something ridiculous, maybe more than that, um, you know, last year. But none of them did it on the Power 5 level, much less the SEC level. So I'll, I'll go with one of those guys on offense and on defense – Breakout player. Hmm. That is a tough one. I'll go with I'll go with uh, Al Walcott, the Baylor transfer at safety. Is it fair, Trey, when you're talking about a breakout player, uh, impact player, someone though who is on the roster but missed all of last year because of injury? I'm thinking of Torian Carter. Yeah, Carter could play a big role. And they certainly need him to. I mean, they you know you look at the de- interior defensive line. You've got Torian Carter, Cam Ball. Um, you know, Marcus Miller's coming back. Uh, I think they'll move Eric Gregory inside to defensive tackle, and I think they could probably use a guy for sure out of the transfer portal as well. Uh, but Carter was a guy that was, I think, really starting to come on strong last mm-hmm. spring before he had the ACL injury. Right. He'll be limited. They'll, you know, he, he's fully cleared, but they'll they'll take it easy with him in the spring. Uh, let's see. Matt wants to know, hey, Trey, what freshman are you most excited to see this spring? Well, I love watching the quarterback, so Malachi Singleton's going to be up there, you know. We'll, I feel like, you know, we'll be able to tell pretty early this spring, you know, what he's got from a physical tool set, you know, not so much whether he can, you know, run the offense or how effective he'll be doing all that because, I mean, that's, you don't really know until you know until they get out on the field mm-hmm. at quarterback in a game. But, uh, you know, seeing him, I think, is, is something that I'm excited about. And um, other freshmen, Jalen Braxton, top recruit in the class, I mean, that's always going to draw a lot of attention to. So probably those two guys. And Rut Shanks says, 
if our defensive line was any good, we wouldn't put so much pressure on our D-backs to chase for five to ten seconds every play. We need defensive linemen that can consistently get to the quarterback. Yeah, Arkansas consistently got to the quarterback last year. That's one of the things that makes uh, the – you don't usually see, I guess, a team that, you know, leads the SEC in sacks, which Arkansas did last year. I mean, that's getting to the quarterback. They had like 41 sacks or something. Uh, and then the secondary also be so bad. And it wasn't just because they were completely, like, selling out. I mean, they were usually running a three-man front. Um, you know, so even if you're bringing four with a linebacker on a blitz, it's not necessarily just selling out because, you know, most teams would bring four anyway <laughs> on most downs. So uh, I think the defensive line, I think maybe somewhere around 22, 25 sacks was attributed to them. Uh, Jordan Dominic had seven and a half sacks. Zach Williams had four and a half sacks. You know, the linebackers helped too, obviously. Chris Paul, uh, Drew Sanders, obviously. Uh, they they played a role in that too, but the defensive line still got to the quarterback. I mean, they still they still pressured quarterbacks and and got sacks. It's just uh, it's a little perplexing how the the secondary. I mean, it's not. I mean, we, they had some personnel issues. They were decimated with injuries, and it's still no excuse to uh, to give up more passing yards than anybody in the entire country. Trying to be pass this information along. Uh, I was watching, looking at stat broadcast, and all of a sudden the score jumped from five to four in favor of Army West Point to seven to five in favor of Arkansas. Mm. And then I looked at my television about the time that Kendall Diggs unloads over the 400 uh, foot sign out in. I guess you still call it straightaway, pretty much straightaway dead center, or straightaway center field for a three-run shot. Arkansas now leads 7-5, to five and provided Dylan Carter, whether he comes in the inning, uh, next inning, top of the ninth or not, he would stand to be the winner in this game. And, so, uh, so it's in the eighth inning, not the seventh inning? It is the eighth, eighth inning, inning, bottom of okay. the eighth. Well, there are now two outs, and Arkansas leading Army West Point seven to five and before anybody calls and screams at me or sends them laughing feedback why do you keep saying army west point that's what they that's what that's they want. what they prefer yeah. to be called now and look so. we wish them great success in all future endeavors but not baseball today against arkansas yeah, exactly yeah. it's hard pulling against army yeah. army west point uh so they they want to be called army west point in all sports yeah how about that I guess does that mean that Navy Annapolis is they going to is that going to be next? <laughs> Air Force Fort Collins that's that's going to be a little more Air Force Fort Collins I don't know about that mm-hmm. one. I thought that was yeah, Colorado Springs. I mean, is that where it is? I don't have a problem Colorado going Springs. with West yeah, Point right. and Annapolis. Right. Well, they're both campuses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have to get you to talk really quick. I can do that. What did you learn today from Sam Pittman? I, I got tied up. I couldn't make the press conference today. Well, obviously, the the Singleton announcement was, was pretty big. I mean, uh, aside from that, you know, I thought he was just kind of, you know, rehashing a lot of things that we knew already with you know, all, so many new players coming in. They have to earn their spots. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that it was anything too dramatic. Obviously, keeping things slow with Torian Carter, 
Uh, Ladarius Bishop, another guy. Don't forget about Ladarius Bishop. Started seven games in 2021 at cornerback also. He'll be back. But uh, I think both those guys will probably be a little bit. They'll take things slow with them in the spring. Those would probably be the main points. Okay. All right, Trey. We will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hawksports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue.